Happy Tag Tuesday. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. You're listening to Two Average Girls. <laughs> I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And that's our guest, Yiz. She's we're gonna we're gonna talk to her in just a sec. We're so happy to have her with us. So excited. Very exciting. I'm so happy to be back on the island. We're in Kauai. We're recording remotely, I guess you could say. I away don't know. from this our is office. a substation. Oh, I like that. A this is our this is our uh other studio. Oh. Studio B. Studio B. We'll do that. Studio B. It sounds very official. Um, It's so nice to be here. We just spent the morning going to some of my favorite places on the island. Yes. And I just love being here. Well, the island loves having you here. It's the the vibe here is just, you know, it's my thing. I feel good here. But I have to say, and it's not a complaint. Uh It's just just part Uh of what we're doing here. Here it comes. It's raining a lot. Oh, yeah. And... (laughs) I mean, it's not like I don't know it's going to rain here, but every time I get off the plane and I spend a couple hours here and I look in the mirror and I see the hair. Yeah. It's like this big. Yeah. It's a fro. Fro. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is going? It's like witch hair. Yeah. But anyway. That's what happens. Nobody cares, but I'm just saying, and it's kind of. It's a little, I told you this, it feels heavy outside right yeah, now. Yeah, the air's heavy. It, it's not normally like this because there's usually a breeze and then there's, it's humid, but you it's a breeze. Yeah. I walked out and I was like, ooh, it's humid here. Yeah, yeah. But the whales are breaching yep. out in the beautiful ocean mm-hmm. and I'm just like so happy to be here. Hair be damned. I don't care. Yeah, that's right. Big hair don't care. Big Kauai <laughs> hair don't care. There you go. That's it right there. There it is. New right bumper there. sticker. <laughs> don't anyone steal it. <laughs> well, today we have a guest from the island. She lives here currently. Um, she is an authenticity and empowerment coach. She's also a connection facilitator, mm-hmm. but she's lots and lots of other things. She's also a poet. <laughs> she does tons of other things. Uh, and we're going to get to the bottom of all of them. Welcome to the podcast, Yiz Mariposa. We're so glad to have you with us. So honored and grateful to meet you both and to be having this conversation in person. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> we've been talking back and forth for a while. Now you are personal yeah. friends with Sarah Pineapple. We call her Sarah Pineapple, even though that's not really her name. She we is, have to be. That's her name for us. That's that, the only thing that we know her by. That's right. She is the um, farmer of the most delicious mm-hmm. pineapples okay. on mm-hmm. the earth. On the planet. The most beautiful sugar pineapple. And so I'm not surprised that you and her are friends because there's definitely a vibe. Mm. You're a very, you're both very specific people who have sort of other things in mind rather than just the normal right the normal every day how how old are you yes um i am about to be 27 and a half oh congratulations yes the beginning of my saturn return have you guys heard about that no, no. what's that so your saturn return is when saturn so when you're born saturn is at a certain place in your astrological astrological chart and it takes about generally speaking 29 years to return to the same place in the oh. chart as when you were born and so oh. When Saturn makes its renaissance back into your field, you 
Saturn has its own energy. This planet comes with challenge. It comes with that like tough love energy. Like we are here to, I'm here to make sure you're on track and to give you that impetus to fully mature physically, spiritually, emotionally, everything to set you up essentially for your 30s. So depending on where Saturn is when you were born and uh, it can be anywhere from like 27 to around like 31, 32. And it's about three years within that. Okay. So I've been starting to feel mine and it feels great. At first I was resisting it, I'll be honest, but now I'm just riding the momentum to to further and deeper personal growth, spiritual growth, and it feels really empowering too because it's like so many things that I have been wanting to do for a while is just like finally piercing through those thresholds. It's like, what am I waiting for? And that awareness of our mortality is so empowering. Yeah. Especially when you're like nearing these like later 20s and there's still so much zest for life and inspiration and passion inside me that I'm like I'm here for it. I got it. I got to get it done. <laughs> so when when you're entering into a, this the Saturn return, you feel like a clarity or what is it that sort of physically, mm-hmm, mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally you're feeling? Right. Great question. Not necessarily a clarity. There is it basically is like this like floodlight on all the areas to illuminate in which you don't have that clarity of being on your most authentic path. So it actually can trigger where am I confused in my life or where am I out of integrity, out of alignment with my soul Mm. um, and actually bring you precise challenges that help you and support you to getting to that place. So it's really a landmine of beautiful invitations should you take them to pierce through the stagnancy and kind of rite of passage, like go through those initiations into being embodied in more of your of who you came here to be. I think that's so interesting that you said if you choose to take them because mm-hmm. the choice is yours. It's right. your what you're suggesting is it's all there for you, right? Whether or not you decide to reach down and pick it up, it's up to you. Absolutely, and that's why I use the word the the term landmine because it's like you can either allow that to destroy you and to like be something that you fight against and that you don't see as an opportunity, or you use it as momentum and yeah. fuel jet fuel you know yeah how how let's let's go back a little bit where were where are you originally from i'm from new york <gasps> that's a, you're far from home you're far from yes. home how did you get here what's yes. the life path that took you here mm. totally so yeah grew up grew up on the east coast spent most of my time over there lived in various different states but mostly on the east coast always had a dream to come out west and at the time believe it or not i was working in a corporate job sure. doing the I say nine to five, but it was longer hours than oh, that. Oh, yes. Yes. And um, so out of, out of college, I was I was in a, a leadership development program where I was moving around and doing all the in-person work in different states. What was your major? My major was supply chain management and sustainability leadership. Wow. Okay. Yes. Go on. Yeah. And then, and keep in mind, as I say that, it's like, even with choosing those, I knew that they weren't totally soul aligned. And it's like... Out of everything that I knew about myself at the time, that was the best I could do, right? right. And I was very passionate, still am, about sustainability. Uh, but that just, at a certain point, I came to know that that was still, it, was, it wasn't it was fully true. And there were still aspects of me that were kind of forcing that to still fit in in some way. Yeah. How can I still fit in in this, like, societal matrix kind of world and not be too different but yeah I pierced through that and now um I still you know love and honor those parts of me and that version of me that was um 
thinking that that was going to be her life path. So anyways, then uh, when COVID hit, I had just taken the next role at graduating that program with that same company remotely. And I was supposed to move out to California, actually, LA area. And when it just didn't make sense for me to make that big move and then to, you know, be in the COVID reality. So um, I was like, well, if I could go anywhere and, you know, somewhere where I'd want to be longer than a vacation, where would I go? And Hawaii came to mind and two of my best friends were also planning on doing just like a two month trip. And so we went together. I literally told my family I'd be back in two months. And we went to Oahu, (laughs) uh, always had a soul calling to Kauai. And as soon as I made a trip here, which was like the peak of COVID, no one was here. I got to experience all of the beautiful nature spots that you would never have to yourself by myself. And it was just so magical. So I experienced a lot of synchronicity and signs that were steering me in the direction of relocating there. So I went to back to Oahu and told my friends, I'm going to go to Kauai. And uh, yeah, and then I and then I moved here in the very beginning, January of 2021. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. So when you're going and this was something that's kind of parallel to Sarah Pineapple's experience, right? She is a young girl out of college, kind of disillusioned by what society, what maybe family, what is expected of her. She decides to go and just show up and come and kind of take some risks. What made you feel confident enough Mm. to do that? Yeah, so I think... I love astrology <laughs> and I think and I know that a large part of it is inbred. It's just this inborn soul essence, these soul qualities of mind that are oriented towards adventure and possibility and like actually that will to go after what I feel inspired about, what my passions are and my ultimately my joy. So I would say growing up I've always always been like that always been the I say the rainbow sheep of the family <laughs> right and <laughs> and uh yeah and naturally for me it's part of my story a big uh a big piece that I had to work through and that took me a long time was what is my family going to think of me yeah. if I continue to make decisions that are so radical so out of their their world view appear very risky to them and they have like all these questionary tales to share about what might happen to me if I choose my aliveness but then continuously coming back to myself and deepening my spirituality in parallel you know while I was still in that corporate job and realizing that I came here for so much more than what I was already doing and what my parents could even conceive for me too and since I continue to just like nurture that and really give that attention it only made me more passionate about about taking those risks and yeah. seeking that you know that life where miracles are possible. And the more that we, this is I love that you use the word risk because this has been very alive for me lately. Is like the more that I make myself, we make ourselves in situations that feel risky, that are out of routine, like moving from routine to risk. We become susceptible and available to miracles to the unexplained to the un you know out of the ordinary to find us and so um that all was part of you know this this energy that i have been cultivating over some time and also as i had you know friends to to make the journey with i don't know that i would have went on my own like that first big you know adventure to oahu and then Um, When I did get there, though, I will say another big uh, momentous piece was 
noticing how many people around my age, like my considering my peers, yeah. were like living out their lives in their passion. Yeah. I say dharma. Have you guys heard that word before? Uh-uh. I've okay. heard it. I don't Beautiful. know what it exactly means. Okay. So dharma is your soul's purpose, like what you came here to do. Right. Right. And it's like, and beyond what you came here to do, like who you came here to be too. So it's not just when we're doing something. It's who we are when we're just existing, when we're having a conversation, when we're like showing up who we are in our family, like our specific family system, all the things. So I like was seeing all these people living in their dharmas and, and it really created this, it stirred a lot in me and created a breakthrough energy of like, what makes me any different from them? If they can do it, I can do it. And then I started to really feel this self-efficacy building within me that was like, I can make this change I can take this big leap leave the corporate job and fully bet on believe in and invest in myself and yeah what did your family think what was their reaction when Mm -hmm. you told them I'm actually gonna stay and I'm not even gonna be in a wahoo (laughs) yes oh my gosh there was a lot of yeah a lot of uh a lot of hard conversation I had to have and a lot of me standing up for myself in that you know like the awareness of what was projections and what was um worth me really reflecting on and yeah I think it's like been so hard uh, not so hard so long since I've thought about um how they were at the time because now they're just more accepting I've just continued to you know forge my path and they're seeing like what's what I've created and the reality that I've continued to birth and anchor in for myself that nowadays I feel I feel way more accepted but at the time I think it was so foreign that it it was it brought up a lot of fear for them yeah and it got to a point where I had to um, ask you know them to just no longer like I'm not available for these conversations anymore and oh, yeah, yeah. almost you, like they're talking, trying to talk you out of it or exactly. put into your orbit what what could possibly happen to almost scare you. Exactly. Right. And at least you were patient mm-hmm. until you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of background do you do you come from? Like your parents, are they are they nine to five corporate folks or? No, neither of them in corporate, actually. My mom, a nurse, and she's been oh. a nurse her whole life. Oh. And then my dad, he's an electrician, but he did, he's an entrepreneur. He started his own business. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, they didn't have full um, experience with, or I don't think they could fully relate to what the specific, like, corporate world was like. But right. definitely jobs where they weren't, like, they don't feel completely enthused about and excited about and like I'm so passionate about this like yeah there are parts of them that feel connected and like that's why they've done it for so long obviously among other reasons but they're also great at what they do too so there are different levels I feel of fulfillment we can gain and we can experience through the work that we do and one of my favorite books um, it's called The Big Leap Gay Hendricks. Have you guys heard of this book? Mm -hmm. No. It's incredible. And he talks about there being four different zones that we live in and we all of society and the working society can uh, operate in. And so we have the zone of incompetence, the zone of competence, zone of excellence, and the zone of genius. You can imagine that the very, very, very few people in this world actually are living and creating from their zone of genius. And that is the zone of Dharma. So that is when like we can be in your zone of competence, like 
yeah, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm good at this job. And so that's enough. And some people can feel like that's enough, but they don't actually know that there's more there for them. Like there is more fulfillment and joy you can receive from being of service through how you make money. And then there's the zone of excellence where maybe you're like in a really epic leadership role and you feel like and you get a lot of, you know, great recognition. And so that can feel like your zone of zone of genius sometimes but there is when when you get to that point where there's still something that feels unfulfilled or unmet within your soul like you're on a spiritual level that is like I can do this this thing and I'm energized by it like I I literally like I don't even it's hard for me to like set boundaries with it because I love it so much that there's no distinction between me doing this as work and me doing this because I love it and so that is the zone of dharma that I um, that I am continuously working to anchor in in all areas of my life. And um, yeah, and so I think my parents have, are definitely, you know, in zone of competence, zone of excellence sure. in their own ways. Yeah. Um, but it's hard for people to fully understand zone of dharma, especially when past generations haven't, like it's such a foreign concept. Like what you can like love what you do and you're not just that's, like yeah. doing that pr- to provide for the family you know that's tough what mm-hmm. what exactly do you do to make money to live here yeah so in sh- taking my big leap of faith from the corporate world and at the time that was like six months into my my Kauai journey here um simultaneously i birthed my very first card deck into existence and so that is the soul share card card deck yes okay so yes this is called soul share cards they are cards for self-discovery and connection okay i will tell you girls right now that i had no idea what they would become i was just following inspiration i was following the passion inside me to create to prove to myself that i was a creative being like capable of creating something and selling something on etsy because i've always had that dream yeah and naturally like one of my soul qualities is being deeply introspective and i love inspiring people to be introspective and inquire within themselves and on to ultimately connect with their truest self which is like who am i on a deep soul level, who am I authentically? Who am I in my largest possible context? Right. And then in be able to like have those conversations with others and like not just with your journal and to transcend all of the surface level kind of small talk conversations that I just, I never really cared for. Yep. And um, yeah, so to create a tool that people can utilize and play within those settings that they're really craving something deeper and more meaningful and something more soul fulfilling, soul satiating, heart hydrating, all those things. So Soul Share Cards was the first one, first card deck that I um, birthed. And then from selling those that's like kind of how it started it naturally led to as i was sharing with other people um creating environments like circles settings ceremonies where we facilitate or i facilitate connection and we utilize the cards and we create a safe and sacred space for people to go into their inner depths and access this information their inner wisdom that they maybe wouldn't have the time space or maybe audacity to do and then to with that safe space to create this field of empowered vulnerability for people to relate with one another through sharing on these concepts sharing what they're going through and what their dreams are like all of the things and in that it's been so beautiful um, to see how 
that just took on a life of its own, like my my events and, and my circles and this offering of bringing people together with that shared intention of personal growth. Like I just want, I want to grow and I want to see like how can I enjoy this human experience more? Yeah. And a lot of that comes from not denying any aspect of our human experience and not and not being afraid or or feel shame towards the denser and darker emotions that we have because as soon as we I create space for those topics to be spoken about Uh everyone's like me too me too and then you Uh feel this beautiful medicine of belonging Uh because well obviously like the inherent oneness of who we are on a soul level is beautiful and we get to highlight our uniqueness and like what does my soul feel called to like create and to do and you know be in this world so that um, so that is something that I offer both virtually and in person here on island. So they're called Soul Share Connection Circles, and um, at the same time, while I as soon as I left my corporate job, I uh, did my coach training program, which I had been feeling for a while and distilling like which is the one, which one is like the full resonance for, and yeah. And so then I took my um, I did that coaching program, which was a psychosynthesis life coaching program. So it's a spiritual psychology framework, which deeply resonated because I've always been studying psychology, interested in psychology and like all the things that make us our human nature. And then the spiritual aspect of it or the psychosynthesis component brings in the spirituality in addition to the science. So it's like, okay, now where's the synthesis or the merging between who we are and who are expected to be on a like as humans here in this like 3D realm and how and and then the, that meeting point with our soul and what our soul came here to do and and dharma and everything like that. So um and then from there started offering coaching programs and so I do like the group coaching in person and then one-on-one coaching sessions that are psychosynthesis foundation but also have that the elements of authenticity and empowerment so someone contacts you and wants you to help coach them what type of person is contacting you is this someone what what are they looking for from Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. yeah so they typically just like my story it's like that element of magnetism they're finding themselves in a place where they feel suppressed in some way so they either want to expand in their self-expression and and usually that looks like how in what ways am I holding back from being more authentic in the world so there's wanting to be in more authenticity in how they're showing up in their relationships how they're showing up just like with in in general in their life or even like in their in their careers and so there's um, there's always this element of like, how can I be more unapologetically expressed, unapologetically me and more authentic so that I can experience more fulfillment and joy and everything that it's like our divine inheritance. So it's like a spiritual life coach. Basically. It's a spiritual life coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Being authentic is a whole separate issue, I yes. think. What does it mean to you? Mm. Love that question. Being authentic means first, I have to know myself deep enough, wide enough, with enough quality to know what is authenticity for me. So authenticity for me feels like being fully connected to my truest self. And when I say that, it's like 
not who everyone else expects me to be or who I've been told I should be or what I should like or, you know, all of those external projections. It's like when I'm with myself and when I'm tuning in with my journal, love to write, and when I'm reflecting on a soul share card or a chakra exploration card, the information that's coming through when I feel it, like it's this, it's this like, it's inner knowing. And we can also say it's like with your intuition. So in moments of how do I know I'm being um, authentic to myself? It's like I have an opportunity. Someone asks me if, you know, it's an invitation to maybe do something or go somewhere or maybe collaborate with them. And I tune in and it's like, okay, the there's an authentic answer here. There's the one that my intuition, like my whole body responds is like a yes. And I know it because for me that looks like feeling like very enthusiastic about it and also like there's not a lot of room for doubt it's just like it just feels like a full-on yes um but then like let's say I don't want to let that person down so then it's like there is there's these roles we play and we talk about this in, in psychosynthesis work but we have these different sub personalities and there's parts of us that have been trained in a way but programmed to behave in certain ways because they want to pre- um preserve the love or the acceptance or, or not be not make themselves available to risk or danger mm-hmm. so if I were to say yes because even though my authentic answer was no let's say I say yes because they're my friend and I don't want to let them down or I have a story that this person's going to be upset with me and that like if it's a professional experience that they're you know not going to understand and then I won't have another opportunity in the future whatever it is there are so many like right nuances and, and examples we could use here um, but if I were to say yes, knowing that all of that is present, then that's inauthentic. So it's not always the easy path to be authentic and to be your authenticity. But it does take choosing yourself time and time again, because at the end of the day, when we are being in the most service to ourselves, then in turn, we're being the most ser- in service to everyone around us. Like the truer we are to ourselves, the more we grant other people around us permission to honor themselves and to be in their truth and remembering that in honoring yourself that's the most self-loving thing you can do and love is the highest vibration so the more that you can do what is loving ultimately loving not like the when you you think it's loving but then and you're you're sacrificing yourself um the more we can all raise in authenticity. Who is, without naming names, but age-wise, mm-hmm. who's maybe the oldest person you've coached and the youngest person you've coached? Mm-hmm. Is there a big disparity between ages, like everywhere from a 15-year-old to an 85-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not that, uh, that old or that young. But yeah, mostly in the 20s. So from yeah. earliest was like 20 years old mm-hmm. um, to oldest, like 30... 33 yeah but in my events however I have had like older um I think the oldest who's come to one of my circles is like close to 50 maybe even older than 50 I would do it yeah I can get I yeah, get totally. I would totally I get do it yeah, yeah, yeah for sure I no. would totally do it and that's beautiful too because then you see this like merging of different generations yeah in that communal setting yeah and it's beautiful because then you have all these perspectives and insights being spoken about and no judgment because it's a judgment-free space and a lot of people have that space and um, opportunity to speak authentically and you know speak their truth and to not fear the um, the retaliation or the judgment yeah and it's like so beautiful to create that space for harmony 
take us through a day in the life of one of these groups. Like we're starting mm. out, what does oh, it look beautiful. like and sound like? In a Soul Share Connection Circle, I am blending three primary pillars. So we have self-discovery, empowered vulnerability, and authentic connection. So people are coming, they have the awareness that they're getting themselves into something that is an invitation to cultivate more courage. Because obviously we know we can't have vulnerability without courage. So it's something that is going to bring them into the depths of connecting with themselves and with others. So it's this like beautiful, simultaneous, like I'm deepening into connection with myself and filling up my cup in that way. And I'm relating with others on a deeply personal, meaningful and intimate way that results in me feeling closer to less isolated in my experience as a human being and connected and closer and more belonging with those around me. So people come in I will orient everyone towards the space we'll get into a circle we like literally sit in a circle on the floor cozy Mm -hmm. and um, I will always start by uh, guiding us at first into just an an, an open like light introductory share and so just to get everyone comfortable with each other we'll go around and share our names I typically invite everyone to tune in to some additional um, questions and that would be like what what emotion or energy are you feeling most alive right now and to speak to that and it's beautiful when people say nervous yeah. or like anxious right and i'm just right. like thank you for speaking your authentic truth can't wait to see how that shifts throughout the course of this this circle right um yeah and then something else like other some other question whether that be like what is something you're currently celebrating your life or what's something you're that's challenging you what are you moving through you know and then after that we'll settle in and i'll guide a meditation typically about 15 minutes long and um, I love guiding meditations. I'll guide all all different kinds um, but blends between reflective and receptive. So ones where I'm just like guiding them into some sort of visual or to um, to an inquiry within themselves and obviously to relax our nervous systems and kind of get us into that coherent field. And then after the meditation, sometimes I offer sound healing. So I have the crystal singing bowls. Oh, you guys yes. know those? I love those. Yeah. I love those. Yes, yes. Um, and sometimes I bring in some friends for some other sound healing elements like flute and things like that. And then after that, I will I'll always have – I love writing. So creative writing is another piece of these circles. And I – always encourage people to pull a card and when they you know when they buy a deck and journal it out Mm -hmm. there's so much we can access by giving us the space to really be with a reflection and there's always going to be like an immediate answer you'll notice that comes up and it's like okay what else is there is there's always more and sometimes it takes a little bit longer to hear the soul voice and so to create space for that I'll uh, create I'll literally have a writing session within the container and so um i will have a a reflection or a prompt or two prompt or two and uh guide everyone into writing together side by side playing some music and uh it's there's always a theme of the circle that i'm working with so it'll be related to that like one of one of them more recently was about um reprogramming our beliefs so it's like what is a fundamental belief about yourself or your life that you are ready to shift Mm. that's that's our foundation is our beliefs you know and our beliefs everything stems from a belief our belief leads beliefs lead to our thoughts our thoughts fuel our emotions our emotions 
either result in inaction or action and then they produce our results so big big piece obviously of like any sort of self-transformation and um, then I create space for people to share so there's multiple opportunities for people to connect and to share their voice and um, then sometimes people read their writings and they share their process like how was that for them so it's really cool because everyone receives new information there's always new insight that comes through right and then um, we will move into the soul share piece, which is working with the card decks. So um, depending on the circle and the environment and the energy that I'm tuning into, we either stay as a large group or we'll break out into smaller groups. I usually like to the groups to be no smaller than four people and upwards of however many. And then from there, we pull cards and so the whole deck is filled with soulful self-reflection questions and in this is an essentially an authentic relating practice where now one person gets to choose the card and we all share on the same question yeah so really fun so you can see how you can be inspired by each person and, and their shares and feel Uh, resonance with their shares Um, you can even feel like permission to like go deeper and to speak on something maybe you wouldn't normally like admit or own and um, yeah and then to ultimately create space for again like I said that belonging because this is all about healing and healing our hearts and growing and courage empowered vulnerability authenticity all the things and um yeah and so then there's a whole experience with those and then a closing circle and it's so beautiful do you find that most people you get are locals to the island or do you get a tourist as well or sort of a mashup of the two yeah so mostly locals the times that I have had tourists has been so beautiful and that's been when I when there's like a farmer's market or some yes. sort of like artisan market right. leading up to it and I they come and experience me and then they see I have you know my upcoming events um, on the on a whiteboard then I've had that experience but typically it is locals people in the community but consistently getting repeat um, soul sharers and new ones and newcomers, which is great. And it's yeah. also beautiful to, to hear when people are like, I've been wanting to come for a long time. And like, I finally said yes. And I'm like, I know that feeling, yeah. you know, when your soul is like, wants something and like you're in- feeling it, yeah. but it's everything's divine timing. And so it's kind of like the gestation period of like, okay, am I ready to go like be in that space? But yeah. the communal collective, uh, experience of, of healing and, um, and growth like that is, so profound how long does it last you're from start to finish how long are people there so they tend to be longer than what i initially advertise (laughs) because you just kind of go with but that's the thing exactly and that totally so anywhere from two hours two hours minimum to yeah probably like two to three unless I'm doing like a longer workshop then it can go up to like four hours but it's um but it's beautiful too because that's what I love is creating the spaciousness for people to feel safe to share so that you're not like no one's being rushed here and you know obviously saying in the beginning if anyone needs to leave like right on time like you you are welcome to like you can but I do like to keep it a tight container where we're like starting together and finishing together and no one has ever left early they're like fully in it there's people afterwards that are like can I stay here like this is comfortable this energy you know like this feels cozy Um, but you hold it where is it physically at yeah, various locations on oh, the island. Just all, all over the yeah, island yeah, yeah. in different places. From Kapa'a to Kilauea to Princeville, sometimes okay. at people's homes if they invite me in oh, for it. Sometimes nice. before ecstatic dances, just like wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And um 
but one last thing I wanted to say is that another beautiful piece of it is that not only am I inviting all of these elements and, you know, these um, these experiences and qualities to be nurtured in the circle, but I also like it's my dream for this to ripple out beyond a soul share container for people to bring this back to their partners, to their to their families, to just like how they show up in the world after that. And so it's been beautiful to to bring it to those places where it's like not as normal like within family settings and I also do uh, family soul shares where I facilitate connection within families because that has been huge for me and my family and could you imagine doing that with your family (laughs) I mean I'm just saying I think it would be uh, eye-opening I think it would have you done it with your personal with your own family that's how I started yeah Mm -hmm. how do they feel about that Oh my gosh, it's been an evolution. <laughs> I am very proud of them. <laughs> it's, it, I think and it it's would still be evolving. Yes, it's still evolving. I think it would be. Yes. I love it's it. It's so funny. So I, I remember the first time I brought it, I was like so excited about the obviously they're like cuz they they think it's awesome. Like I have a creation, you know? Like I have yeah. a product, two products, but so I I uh, bring them to we have uh, it was like a vacation with a larger extended family <laughs> on my mom's side yeah and it was all the women so it was like my mom and her three sisters that and me seems and easier the, than yeah. adding your brothers or your father right. or your grandfather in right. that that would be a which we've done we've done all of oh, that that's awesome yes but I do remember the first one where they were ch- very challenged by the question um, and that we pulled and it was, it was perfect. It was so divine because I was like, I know that they're meant to receive this, like this question, it's this healing. And it, they could not answer that night. And I was like, okay guys, well, I'll give you the weekend, you know? And I just remember the next day, um, and I'll just share, I'll just share the question. Yeah. The question was, uh, what are 11 things you love about yourself? 11. 11 things you love about yourself. I could not do that. Yeah. Right. So, so did they come up hard. with two or three? And then it was right. like, I there's no way I'm going to get 11. And you're like, I think no. I, I think I pulled one out of each of them, like oh, in the, in that first night. It. But it was beautiful because I was seeing firsthand, like my inspiration for that question was like, I know that so many people can think of 11 things they hate or dislike about themselves. Yep way quicker than oh, things so that easy. they love about themselves yes, you know so easy. and like how heartbreaking and so to yeah. create space for people to like really sit and self-love and doing that in a group container to have other people acknowledge you in those things or even share something that they love about you that you're like oh yeah Ooh. actually I love that too so it ended up being like that oh that's so nice yeah. mm-hmm. I think that oh. it would be harder and I think that one of the things that you're creating when you're doing these um, souls is you call it soul circle soul share connection circle. soul share connection when you're doing Doing that because people are not uh, familiar with each other. Yes, I think it's easier, right? I think that when you're sitting there with yeah. strangers, yes, who are we're all coming together for the same purpose, right? You know, those are people who are open-minded, yes, who are vulnerable. They're going to put themselves out there, so they're going to be a little bit less judgmental. If mm-hmm. at no judgment, they're literally there. Family is hard. I, I want to hear about the circle with dad or brother or totally. Uncle John. I mean, yeah. what? Did, how did that right? go? Yeah. And, okay, so one le- one thing yeah. to reflect on, on yeah. Denise's was, yeah, it's like the family that we're closest to. Like, we're closest to these people. And it's like, when then you get into a space like, yeah, there's so much opportunity there in families for sure. Especially when, you know, there is a lot of, like you said, like, 
the the judgments of like I've never seen her do that well it's like yeah because how where has there not been a safe space for us to be who we are without like hearing a projection or an opinion or like you know some sort of Oh non-loving God. thing yeah, <laughs> unconditional because that we, we want families to be unconditional love and we're not usually that way with each other mm-hmm. which is really sad right yes yeah you know they say uh or not they say but ram das oh, he ram said das, love it. yeah one of like his famous quotes is like if you think you're enlightened go spend a week with your family oh, yeah oh for and real it's oh, so true that is so true it starts like there's yes it starts with us right like healing is an in, inside job and it's like Typically, our family creates the most trigger and the most dissonance in our experience. And so it's Mm -hmm. like to go there and be like, I'm going to have I'm going to work. I'm going to work tirelessly, relentlessly to create compassion for these beings who I are non-chosen. Right. They're they're (laughs) they're my blood. Yeah. And when you can master that or at least like make strides in that. Oh, my gosh. Like everything else feels easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very profound. I think. Oh, this whole thing with family. Yeah. Yeah. It's really the challenge of all of our lives. I feel like dealing with family and you're in the you're in the patterns. You're you're still the youngest mm-hmm. of three or whatever, mm-hmm. even though we're all adults. And it's like right. the, the minute you get together with all of the family members, you immediately go back to being treated the way you were. Yes. And it's like, yes, how can we create space to relate human to human, soul to soul, beyond just our roles? Yeah. Like the role as a mother to a right. daughter, the role as a brother to a sister, so on, so on. Yeah. Totally. It's very so hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's what I think we should do. You have your deck of cards Let's sitting there. Yes. And we are not exactly a circle. We're more like a triangle here. <laughs> but I think we should pull a card. I would love to. <laughs> yes. Now, I'm a little nervous, I have to say. Well, I'm interested to see what your process is. Do you shuffle them? I do. Okay. So you kind of play with them a little bit. I do. Move I, them around. I typically... I'm going to order some of your cards on Etsy. What's I'm your, super excited oh. about it. Well, let's give a shout out to the Etsy shop. What's to the my website. Yeah, yeah. What so is it? I've, I've evolved from Etsy was like how I started, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my website is www.yasmariposa forward slash soulful sorcery. That'll bring you right to the shop. Okay. But you could just do yasmariposa.com and then click on. And I wanted to say your Instagram is soulful sorcery. That yes. is like what your one is. And I'm going to, while you're shuffling that, I'm going to write, I'm going to read what you have on that. Perfect. It's Yiz Self Discovery Connection Empowerment. And it says guiding you into empowerment vulnerability unapologetic authenticity and meaningful connection and then under that it's creator facilitator of soul share connection circles Mm -hmm. that is a good in a nutshell it's a lot to be listening to but it's awesome yeah i like it it's awesome yeah so I'll, i'll always shuffle and if it's you know just depending on the the setting but yeah. typically we'll like close eyes find okay. our breath while i'm shuffling okay. maybe hold hands if that's available things like that and i'll um, typically set an intention for like the collective field or a prayer in a way of just like asking for the forces of the universe to guide us to the reflections that would be most supportive for all of us accessing deeper connection in this moment deeper clarity upon our path and to feel the confidence and the courage to be in our authentic truth and vulnerability. I love it. Something of that nature. Oh, so, so far here we go. I'm, just I'm loving it. Them. I want to hold your hand, Denise. <laughs> Denise and I are holding Aww, hands. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm feeling the energy. You I'm not should. saying that and jokingly. I'm no, really like, actually. Like, I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah. And then 
I will hold them out. And Denise, since you're closer to me, would you like to pull it? All right, Denise is pulling a card. There you want go. me to read it or do you want to read it? Yeah, I know. You'll go ahead and read it. What self-destructive behavior or mm. thought can you let go of to set yourself free? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Fanning yourself with the car. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a deeper one for sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and do you ever, like when you someone picks a card like this and they pause, like, yeah. uh-oh. Do you ever go... Here's what that might mean. Or do you, is this your opportunity to be silent? What, what do you, how do you react to this? Totally. Yeah. I, patience. I let, I create the space for each person to process the question. And I will be honest though, the times that I've had to offer like a reframing of the question or like a deeper explanation has been with family, which is like, of course, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know my mom's like, and my brother like, what do you mean? What yeah. does this mean? And I'm yeah. like, this is what it's saying, you know? <laughs> of but, course, uh, it's your I family. Think, I think part of it would be more, and again, it's family, so you have to like give them a break, I guess. But part of it is what the interpretation of the person reading it is. It yeah. might not necessarily be exactly what's expected, mm-hmm. but it might be what, what is, is real is for real them. and within themselves. For so them, let me say right. this again. Yeah. What self-destructive behavior or thought can you let go of to set yourself free? Okay. Mm-hmm. And? Yes. Yes. Let me phrase that for you. Okay. Um, The self-destructive thought that I can let go of to set myself free would be that I'm lazy. Mm. Oh. You think you're lazy? I think that's pretty self-destructive given all I've accomplished. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) But it's always there. Mm. Okay. So now she says it's lazy. What would you say to that? If, If we're in the circle, what she says, I feel like I'm lazy. Is there a response or is it just like I'm I'm saying this, I'm putting it out there and that's the end of it? Absolutely. So something that I share, um, it's kind of like one of my guidelines is that during people shares among all of the opportunities for soul share in a in a space like in a collective space like that is if you are to if you want to respond and if you want to say something to the peer or whoever has just shared, then let your words only be of resonance of encouragement or a validation and so that's like a guideline i give to to uh to cultivate and maintain that safe space and typically though like naturally as i'm facilitating i'll ask like are you open to reflection are you open to a follow-up question and normally i have a lot that comes through like obviously like with my coach element of everything it's just it's natural for me to follow up with a question and kind of like allow some bring someone deeper if I feel like they can go deeper you know what I mean to bring them to uh ultimately an empowered place because that's where we want to result in it's like okay what what do I what can I let go of with self-destructive thought or belief can I let go of to sell myself free is that I'm lazy and it's like okay a follow-up question if you're open to it sure absolutely are there experiences in your life that you have accomplished you know like have have do you have evidence in your life for not being lazy for not being lazy yeah i mean mm-hmm. i there's yes i could list off a bunch of things that i've right. accomplished totally but at the same time it's like anytime i'm not working towards something that just reinforces the voice in my brain which is that i'm lazy mm. so it's like 
why am I not a type A personality? Why am mm -hmm. I not just constantly working and driven towards some other thing? Well, that's because I'm lazy. When mm -hmm. if, like I said, if you sort of look at my accomplishments, right. it doesn't, it doesn't bode lazy. Totally. Right. Yes. And like just hearing you speak, it's like, I should be, it's like, I should be doing this. Why am I not doing this? It's like, right. that is coming from this like, external energy yes. of like you always need to be doing which is like the very like patriarchy masculine like toxic masculinity of like we're supposed to be always doing things it's like masculine energy um so yeah that's like totally if you could you could let go of that thought and the the parts of you that are like perpetuating believing that or fueling that to set yourself free because you know that you have accomplished so many things are uh, constantly accomplishing things and at the same time, tending to your self-care needs. Right. True. Denise. Love it. <laughs> Denise, are you going to oh, answer oh, that question? Oh. Is it time, my turn? It's your mm -hmm. turn now. Denise, take well, the stage. I can tell you this, that if you asked me if you could give me 10 things that I think are good qualities about myself, I could not come up with that. But mm -hmm. the, some of the things that I could, the behaviors or thoughts that I could let go of that are n somewhat negative or yep. kind of self-destructive, I can think of 10. Mm -hmm. easily mm -hmm. I can't I mean I, I'm having to narrow it down yeah. to what it is the core and I would probably say the core are two different things one of which is I'm not smart enough mm. I'm not smart enough and number two that I won't be able to be good enough to do it mm. mm -hmm. and I can tell you I can already tell you that I know because I've done some work and it's still there that a lot of that comes from where I what, how I was raised Totally. I mean, my family of origin, I could never do anything good enough. Yes. And so even at almost 60, here I sit, still not feeling smart enough mm -hmm. and not feeling accomplished enough or good enough to feel good about myself. Absolutely. I can say that I relate with you so deeply. <laughs> and at 27, I, I know that our world and our society doesn't make it easy to feel like enough you know right. like we are bet between our childhood you know things we've traumas we've experienced and just like the, the dynamics of growing up when our formative years when we're just like fully receptive to everything that our parents say and reflect but also just like in a society that's like constantly trying to sell you things and make you believe that you're less than or not enough and that you need these things to feel happy to feel beautiful to yep. feel successful and so yes it is a huge endeavor to break free of that alone of like all of those constructs to entertain are the ultimate right inherent truth is that we are enough as we are and I am for I'm gonna say forever I have been mm -hmm. <laughs> and is an active practice of mine to work on that piece around mm -hmm feeling enough, being enough, knowing that I'm enough. So yeah, definitely relate with you. So here we are, we're in a, you know, like somewhat of a circle. We're kind of treating it just as somewhat of a circle. But if you purchase these cards, you're saying that I could pull these yep. and then read them to myself, think about it, reflect on it, then journal it, Yep. which would be a great way to literally let go of some of those yes, feelings totally. and within your own within your own mind and spirit mm -hmm. and get rid of that mm -hmm. and just feel as if you've kind of put it aside and acknowledged it totally yep and as Love you're it. doing that building the self-awareness 
to create distance between what that thought or belief or whatever it is oh, who's instilling that in you yes yes and but and who you truly are and so yes there's the sitting with it just meditating with it writing with it of course I encourage or sitting at a dinner table sitting around a fire yep sitting wherever at the yep. beach and pulling a card with a friend with family as we mentioned with colleagues like whoever yeah so yeah. to be clear you authored all these cards i did yeah i wrote them all how many are there in the deck 44 in this deck there's 44 in wow. the deck yeah and you have two decks what's I the do. second deck yeah so the second deck this one came this past year so i um i launched it in august of okay. 2022 this is the chakra exploration cards okay this is another deck that brings in that theme of self-discovery and self-reflection questions but it also has affirmations included so okay. this is a deck that has 49 cards mm -hmm. it is a journey through the chakras which is the subtle energy body we have seven of them mm. that all rule and regulate the different domains of our life that make us human right and how we relate with the world and ourselves and everyone around us and so there are seven cards for each chakra and on each card there is a question that invites you to delve into some aspect of what that chakra regulates to see if there's anything that is blocked that is perhaps misaligned and it just creates space for you to see where am I at with my psycho-spiritual health right now yeah. when res with respect to this chakra right. and so again another invitation to access that infinite wellspring of inner wisdom and then from that place with whatever information you have there's a, an empowering affirmation on the bottom oh. that helps you to activate in the new wisdom that's come through and so they all have a question to align with your truth and then a empowering affirmation to activating your power. Give and us an example of that. Absolutely. Okay. So here I just pulled, this is a solar plexus card, mm -hmm. Manipura. It's the Sanskrit term. And so the question here, this is our third chakra. It is the center of our personal power, our will, our identity, all of those things. Question is, where are you being asked to grow, evolve, and transform in your life? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then is, is, are, are you supposed to answer that like out loud in the circle? Yeah. So, well, it depends. It's if it's in a circle, this, there'll be space for people to answer yes. these real time. Right. Um, also journal about them. Right. You know, however people want to create this practice, like these decks are really self-help tools. Yeah. They really are like you. This is like I call this one literally like your whole your own like very own coaching experience like right. with yourself, you know, mm -hmm. and then. Yeah. But however, sometimes like these these are are pretty deep. There's yeah. Solskjaer has a, a range of, of depth yeah. within those 44. But sure. this one, they all are really targeting something specific and yeah. they're really inviting you to to go to those depths mm -hmm. in order to transform. So the. Affirmation on yes, this one. Yes. I can rely on my will to create the changes I want to see in my life and welcome challenges with grace, equanimity, and resilience. When you say that is a mantra, mm -hmm. you are saying that this is something you want 
the individual to repeat? Yeah, so there's an invitation for for that, but ultimately it is pointing towards like this is this is the truth. This is like your true essence, your true nature. This is what you are capable of with respect to however you feel right now. This is your bridge. Right. So you can res- you can write this positive affirmation big in your room. You can paste it somewhere. You can like make a meditation practice to like meditate with it or speak it mantra, mm-hmm. you know, mantra meditation with it every day. Um, and really it invites you to feel what it's like to like fully believe in this affirmation because a lot of it is like us connecting with these words but also like feeling it in our body and our posture and how we're showing up like what would it look like for you to live this day (laughs) knowing that you can rely on your will to create the changes you want to see in your life and to not be like I'm lazy, right? right? And then, like, have, like, that story that's, like, blocking your solar plexus chakra. Right. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? It's like what, what would it look like? Look? What if you tried? What would, yeah. what would that look like if I believed in myself enough to yeah. stop listening to the voices that told me I'm not? Yes. Right. Yes. yes. Absolutely. So it's very empowering for people, I'm sure, who come to your events, it your is. circles. Yeah. Plus, you you mentioned that you meet with people online. Yeah. You don't have to be in person. Mm-hmm. And I can see how that, I could see how that would, that would work. Yeah. You know, you're guiding totally. them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in person necessarily. Yeah. Of course, the in-person is amazing. And yeah. I love all of the energy that you feel with it being in person. Of course. And, you know, the, the eye contact and all those nonverbal communication aspects. Yeah. But, you know. Thank God for Zoom. <laughs> I mean, it's not the best, but it also gives you the ability to get outside this small area yes. and go anywhere in the world. Totally. You could be working with anybody in anywhere. There are so many moments along my journey of, you know, spirituality and personal development that I meet something that feels confronting. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, okay. And then in that same experience, there is the realization that, I can choose here to continue feeling disempowered by the past, by what I can't change, or I could use this as fuel and inspiration and motivation to continue refining and, you know, making those changes that I want to see in my life to ultimately feel how I want to feel. Yeah. And yeah, it's like there are, I'm aware that there are a lot of people in the world who this is not part of their active practice, you know, is to like have a a deep relationship with themselves and with their feelings and questioning their thoughts and all of those things and, and reconciling the past and being honest with themselves. Because honesty is, you know, a, an a ingredient, ingredient to be um, authentic and to be in integrity. Yeah. Um, so interesting. But the deeper, like truly the rewards for this work is exponential and astronomical. Yeah. Like the more that we can sit with and be with and compost our pain and our sorrow and our all of the things that we don't feel fully resolved with or okay with, equally we get to experience the other side of joy, of yeah peace right freedom letting go yeah liberation like liberation and that freedom seem like that's where the end result is so worth it totally yes and it's just so beautiful too because uh rarely ever do people have space to acknowledge like how much they've 
actually done and how much they've grown. And, you know, one of my soul share questions, which I love is take a moment to acknowledge how far you've come Mm -hmm. and which, and what ways are you proud of who you are becoming? That's good questions. Yeah. Really great yeah. questions. Totally. Yeah. We all have come so far. When yeah. you were doing these questions, when you were writing these questions, were they something that just came to you so easily and you knew that it was just part of what you had to do? It mm-hmm. just kind of spoke to you? It did. Yeah. Uh, honestly, <laughs> in an hour. Oh. I say, if we're talking about chakras here, ladies, yeah, then that's... the crown chakra <laughs> is your connection to source. And it literally felt like it just opened and I just oh. channeled, like downloaded all of all 44 of them and yeah that was it was easy it was just like it was meant to be it was it It was to be out absolutely I say it's an extension of me like I'm a walking soul share (laughs) this is the kind of conversations that I create no matter what and so it's beautiful to see how it's like this is an embodiment of like both of them my soul essence and to know that they're in service to people even when I'm you know not physically there and that's been a part of me is like Mm. one of my like self-destructive you know, thoughts, beliefs is similar to the enough is like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. It's like, how can I, will I ever feel like I'm doing enough? Like, you know, serving enough and like doing all I can do, meeting my full potential. And something really beautiful has been with these cards is like, they're serving people and people are playing them and utilizing them at any time of any day. And like, I have no idea about it. So it's like that indirect service and to allow that to be um to be medicine for me and to just this like reminder that's (laughs) so cool um denise mentioned reading your poetry you post a lot of it on your instagram pages you have two pages and i want to make sure our listeners will of course post it on our social medias but just for folks who are listening yiz y-i-z underscore mariposa m-a-r-i-p-o-s-a as well as soulful sorcery is your secondary page and there's a lot of Mm -hmm. poetry and writing and just good thoughts and good vibes on there it's really it's a two very fun follows yeah they're (laughs) they're really great to 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 be able to read and and look at on the daily yeah writing for me feels like alchemy it's my Mm. way of literally like transmuting and alchemizing my experiences like my emotions or my challenges and it's just so beautiful to see whether it is you know a quote-unquote poem or if it's just me like freeform writing in my journal to see how I feel at the start of it yeah to how I feel at the end of it right it's like oh my gosh like such a clearing experience you spoke to it too you're like to like write it and just like put it down and and feel clear with it and so that's exactly what happens for me but at the end of all of our conversations we ask our guests to give us a takeaway gift mm-hmm. a tag what do you have for us today mm-hmm. you've already given us a lot <laughs> we, to think and about we're gonna ask for more <laughs> i feel like that you've already given us a lot of takeaways but specifically what do you have for us today mm-hmm. i have this mantra right here on my chakra exploration cards which feels resonant for this share but it says you are your own oracle And so my tag is that you contain all of the answers you seek. You contain all of the wisdom, the resourcefulness, the power that you could possibly need to fulfill your dreams, to make that desired reality yours and to claim your present and your future however you dream it. I love it. It's good. <laughs> love it. This is good stuff. I love it. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys for allowing me to share my message and my medicine. It's been so sweet. 
with soul searching, <laughs> that's for sure. So, I love it. <laughs> really good to have you. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We're Two Average Girls. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Fries.